Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name's Dan Hoff from Twickenham. Um, as ever, talking uh, about all things MCCL with uh, Sal Alley from North London. Hi, Sal. How are you? I'm very well, Dan. Good evening to you. How are you doing? I'm battling on. It's some rain, I gather, where you it's are. It's Sunday and it's raining. So, um, yeah, it's like every other Sunday in a cricket season, quite frankly. Um, were you standing yesterday? I, I not. Did you have a good game? I, I wasn't, no. I had a weekend off, so I went to watch some cricket at Cots and then back to the clubhouse to watch a great performance for England. Did all right, didn't I? Oh, very well played. Yeah, yeah. All right, good stuff. And our third participant this evening, really pleased to welcome uh, the captain of Wickham House, um, Hamza Khan. Hamza, how are you? I'm great, thank you, Dan. Thank you very much. Pleasure, pleasure being on here, and thank you for having me. Well, thanks for coming along. We do appreciate it. We, we're we're keen to know, um, you know, keen to know a bit about Wickham House's season and, and and how life generally is looking over with you guys. And I'm I'm guessing it's sort of looking okay, right? I mean, certainly the grounds looking in good nick. I saw a few pictures earlier today, and and it seems like all's um, progressing in the right direction. Yeah, it was um, obviously the infamous incidents we had last year. Um, it was a tough year for us through COVID. Um, we had a major loss of revenue, um, which affected how much we could pay the contractors, groundsmen, etc. Um, the groundsmen we had contracted went under furlough. And uh-huh. Wickham House is a club that's always heavily relied on volunteers, and a lot of our volunteers were shielding at the time. Um, and we, we suffered at the time, and unfortunately, we did have a game called off um, after eight overs due to the pitch. It was dangerous. Um, there were youngsters playing, and East Coast captain Harpal and I decided together that it's probably not the best idea especially with we had a, our Middlesex twos bowlers and a few quickies playing um giving us a friendly season and obviously the league and also, there's we all have, yeah. yeah we have eyes and lows like this clubs do go yeah. through eyes and lows and 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 you, no one can really say you should play if someone might get injured it's got to be the right call yeah. no yeah 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 we thought it's, it's a friendly season especially with covid and um not, not realizing the repercussions of it from the league will be that that great um um as last I mentioned, this COVID is difficult. Um, and however, look, we've come out. We've come out stronger. Uh, we managed to um, come together as a club, as a as a wider club, as a family. Raise funds through sponsorships, through fundraising, through donations, uh, through support from the tennis section as well. Um, and we've come together, uh, raised almost thirty thousand pound, and we've got uh, Mr. Ian Pope as. Um, you may know Sunbury Cricket Club, one of yep, the very famous yeah. grounds, grounds and clubs from Sunbury Cricket Club um, from Surrey League. He's been the head groundsman there for the last 10 years. Um, he's actually a Wickham House lad himself. His kids played there. He captained the third team for a while back in the day. Um, and he's come back and helped us in the times of need. And mate, he's done an absolutely amazing job. Uh, job. He's him alongside Dennis Gilligan, who's a long-standing volunteer of the club. It's It's been it literally... We, I didn't think... It will be that much of a change, but it's amazing. Dennis has been going a long that. time, hasn't he? I remember Dennis, Dennis uh, 20 years ago. When still I going strong, to... yep. Still going strong. Um, the club, the, the club wouldn't run without Dennis. Um, he's he's a long-standing volunteer, um, great, great member of the of the club, and he's done so much for the club, and still does, still does. But um, no, we're 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 in good shape now in terms of the ground. Um, I saw the pic- You saw the pictures earlier. It's looking good. Looking superb. Got, look, it looks really good. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. So, um, got a lot of bowlers complaining that it's not turning enough or not, or not enough for the bowlers. But they always yeah, complain, it's, it's, Hamza. It's what they do. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, nah, it's it's been good. The batsmen have enjoyed playing on it. It's been a good cricketing wicket, and it's just good to see we're we're, we're trying to move in a good direction. And the first thing is the facilities, the the ground, and 
the biggest thing is everyone must enjoy playing at, at your home ground. And I think the boys certainly are now. And what's your background with, with Wickham House, Hamza? How long have you been there? So I actually grew up, grew up at Wickham House. I, was, I joined the club at the age of six, played through the age groups for Wickham House, played through Middlesex age groups. And as many of our cults, um, as Dan, you know, with, Ger- with Gerge yeah, um, yeah. and, and Blake, Blake more recently as well, we tend to lose a lot of um, our cults to Premier League clubs. Um, and I was one of them. I went to East Coast at the age of 16. Um, from there, I moved on to Loughborough. Uh, I, I was part of the Loughborough MCCU for four years. Um, followed on trialling around a bit of second team cricket, um, and then realised, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to make it professional. And came back to came back to London um, for the city life, for the corporate life. I had a bit luckily, different to Loughborough, isn't it? To be fair, Loughborough's got many yeah. attributes, but um, it's not a, not a big city. <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 a very different place. I think London is London. You can't you can't really uh, get that anywhere else. But um, yeah, but one of the amazing things about the MCC system um, and being at Loughborough was I was lucky enough to um, get a degree at the same time uh, while, while I was playing uh, and trying aspiring to be a professional cricketer. Um, and I think that's one of the most amazing things because like myself, many who have not achieved their dreams of being a professional cricketer have something to fall back on. And I was lucky enough to fall back on that and um, um, work in the city and currently doing that now. And I, always prom- I promised my friends, everyone I grew up at Wickham House, that once those aspirations finish, I'll come back and help the club. And yeah, luckily Here I was you are. Yeah. In, a, in, in a situation to stick to my word. And yeah, I came back and try, try, trying to make a change and trying to, I think the biggest aim is the cults we do produce, like myself, Gerge, Gerge Sandu and others, Blake Cullen, Savin Pereira, more, more recently played in the 19s as well, try to hold on to them. And I think if we can hold on to them, um, one of the most famous ones is obviously Away Shah. Yeah. Um, he, he's he's a Wickham House lad as well. Um, and if we can hold on to even half of these players, we'll be growing as a club much quicker. Yeah. Well, that's your role now, isn't it? In a way, because the, the, the I mean, Middlesex's position is always the same. And you know it. You went to Eastcote. That, that they want yeah. they want their their potential players to be playing at the highest level. And we, we've for for years we we struggled because we we were you know four or five divisions down but it it does t- the tables turn very quickly and and and, and if you're captain of the ones as you are and Wickham House have got aspirations at first team level then it, it, a couple more promotions and all of a sudden the players are not just staying with you they're pushed towards you um, and yeah. and that that does make a difference I have to be honest we we, we notice it and and. Um, and I do think, you know, as first team captain now, I guess that's that's the, the next step, is it? Hopefully promotion, um, maybe this year, um, if all goes well? Yeah, maybe. T- taking it one, one game at a time. Yeah. Uh, still, still, obviously, first half of the season didn't go as um, as well as we would have liked. But, uh, you know, still taking it one game at a time. But, yeah, I've, I've come in at my role at Wickham Houses as director of cricket, and there's two sides to really yeah. my... My my aims is one is carry on or bring this cult structure back, which produced many many of those cults that went on to play professional cricket and high standard of cricket. And the second is to try lead the first team to a standard where we don't lose those players if it's Premier League or close enough to Premier League. Um, and I believe with the ground where we're having the f- structure in place, that that's the that's the aim really. And it seems to me, I mean, the, the, the reputation that your Colts network still has now. I know that over the last few years, it's perhaps not quite where it was, but my goodness, you know, 
standards are high if you're expecting to be producing first, you know, the amount of first class cricketers that you guys have. But um, but you know, certainly the reputation is still there, and, and, and in our neck of the woods, anyway, in, in South West London. So um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, and I think the first team. I mean, you're certainly not out of the promotion chase this year, are you? And, and, and we'll get to that, I guess, in a few minutes. But um, yeah. interesting second half of the season ahead, I thought. Yeah, it's a, it's a league. Um, Division two is wide open. Um, everyone seems to be being able to beat everyone else. Um, North London, who are top of the table, uh, are kind of doing very well, have gone a run, doing well. But I think everyone under that, um, it's, it's very close there. A couple, like, a couple of games, a couple of wins, and they can change it either way. So it's, it's an interesting league and yeah, just need to take it one one game at a time. We've got a great squad at Wickham House. We've got a young squad. Uh, we just need to make sure we fulfil our potential and yeah. the very talented squad, a very young squad and make sure we just keep our heads on. And if we play anywhere near to our potential, hopefully we can be somewhere near it towards the back end of the season. But one game at a time it is. Yeah. And of course, you're dead right there. If you're still in with a chance, two games to go, with win-lose cricket, you know, you can quickly turn around 15 points. Um, and that, exactly. you know, that, that's, that's way more possible now because, of course, it isn't 18 games of time cricket, which are harder to win, quite frankly. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely keep an eye on that. Before we do that, though, Sal, Premier League. Um, it wasn't a dull, boring day in the Premier League this week either. Well, in fact, it never really is a dull, boring day. So um, where do you want to begin? Definitely not in the green. We're obviously, apart from the cricket, there's yeah. obviously we'll talk about in a minute. But yeah, um, we now know that Crouch and are, are kind of human. We can, they're, they're beatable, as your guys could address today. Uh, fantastic result. I mean, comprehensive as they come. 124 run defeat um, with obviously not the spin bowlers that we thought doing the damage, but uh, your two seamers who we'll talk about in a second or two. But Trickle and Dings were set off with um, as normal some gusto from Neville Talbot. Blazing away, um, bombing sixes and falls all over the place. Into BMW, style, which we might get onto later. Yeah. That that wasn't a happy. So moment, he, but yeah, hit first in nine twenty-two balls, and also we mentioned the car as well, which I'm sure we mentioned in a minute or two. Um, but Crouching to credit sort of fought back well, and obviously Apt Karana is, is the main man in five for thirty-four. But again, um, great sort of like counter-attacking from counter-attacking from Carlos, who um, hit fifty sort of fifty-four, sixty-two balls. Obviously, realised you know they could be bowled out pretty quickly so he went on the offensive and obviously the runs he scored um, were, were sort of crucial and then I mean credit to him with all the captain there could have been a real inclination to think okay their left arm was taking five wickets bowling you know with the new ball can my guys do the same but he wasn't you know wasn't swayed by that and gave new ball to, to, to opening bowlers and Rashid Mullazada and Gojit Sandu who obviously bowled fantastic well in tandem taking all the ten wickets between them both took five wickets each so you know, well done to the captain on that part in terms of, you know, sticking to what he thought would be the correct game plan and also to your two, to your two quicks who um, ran through Crouch and, and bowled him out, you know, really cheaply and a great win for you guys. So, congratulations yeah, to I, everyone I that this, took them. It was an interesting game of cricket, really, because we, we, we could quite easily have been just north of 100, but Carlos decided, after quite a slow start for him, that you know, no point messing around here. We, we're not going to go 60 overs. So, so, he started, you know, peppering the boundary a bit and... I think it made a difference, but but also the, the it was a wettish day. You know that the, the track was it wasn't damp, but it wasn't bone dry either. You know it wasn't sort of Mumbai on a hot day, um, and so that the boy, the boys were swinging it around a bit, and um, and and I guess inevitably with Monty Panasar in the side, people think about the spinners and Parminder Singh. You know, been around for a decade too. He's not bad, um, but those two boys were all right. 
you know, Gurdjieff's taken X number of first-class wickets and, and Rashid Mulazad has been on, mm. on the fringes of Middlesex in the past. So, so yeah, I, I think they've flown a bit under the radar, to be honest, Sam. I think our bowling is stronger than our batting. Um, and, uh, and, and that, I guess, was the case yesterday. So, yeah, we're, we're pretty pleased. But, I, I mean, we did talk about this the week and I did say we'll either lose 150 runs or we'll win. And, um, well, I guess it was the latter rather than the former. So, quite, quite pleased with that, yeah. So, on, on a pitch that's offering a bit to the bowlers, that combination of left arm in swingers from Gurdjieff Sandhu yeah. and Rash who can swing it both ways. I don't think, I can't imagine there's many more deadly combinations in the league um, on, on a pitch that will offer. On the right wicket, yeah. 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 yeah that's right. I mean, there's one sort of picture that we, we, we took from pictures, I'm not going to name the poor, poor chap involved, but, you know, you get big leave alone shot and out went middle. And um, yeah. you know, it wasn't pretty if you are the batter, but it shows how much the ball was doing. You know, the ball was going all over the place because of the climatic conditions. But there we go. It's, it's, it's a, the two, two different types of bowlers as well. Gurdjieff's obviously very tall and Rashid's not as tall, so yeah. it's difficult to always adjust as a batsman as well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We did have... Um, I felt a bit sorry for the Croatian boys at, at the beginning because um, uh, it very, very much went when Nev Tobot was batting. He did it, this ball, onto the road and it smashed into a car, which I'm going to have to deal with when, when the person gets back in touch and we sort out the insurance and everything. Of course, we covered the cost of that. Um, and, and they sort of came on the, on the outfield and they were very unhappy. And they were, they didn't really, I don't think they were really cricket fans anyway. And, and uh, the poor old Crouch Head fielders were like, well, well, want me? I didn't do it. And um, thankfully, Ethan Wright, one of our guys, raced around the boundary and placated them. But it was like, you know, ECB Premier League cricket and you've got people running on the outfield moaning about the card being hit. So, uh, yeah, village green cricket for you, folks. That's the way it goes. Do you, do you have a lot of that, Twickenham? It's, it's funny, this conversation came up at one of our games a few weeks ago. Not as much as you might think, although it's me telling the story about the car got here yesterday, but it really isn't as much as you might think. Um, I reckon in, in the 15 years I've been secretary, it's probably been no more than 10 claims uh, or no more than 10 sort of reasonably big incidents. Um, and yeah, we've, we've had two this year, actually. And, and there is, there is a, a question there about that the higher you go through the leagues and the more people, you know, these big bats are in the ball a long way. It's something we are thinking more and more about, but it's, it's not straightforward to sort out. Because you know they can't can't put a cage around the village green. So um, so yeah, a challenge that we have to that we have to deal with really, um, and and one that I, I do worry about in a way because all it takes is one hit. But at the same time, if if you you know if you take village if you take cricket off village greens, then I think you're losing a losing a little bit about what makes cricket and what makes Britain great. But there we go, there we go. What happened elsewhere though, Sal? There wasn't there wasn't just one game in the top flight. So the gap is closing now. Um, the two sides probably nearest in contention to Crouch and Crouch and Shepherd Bush and Northwood both won. So the lead is now three points to Shepherd Bush and Crouch and actually play next weekend. So that should be an interesting oh, line yeah. um, clash between those two. Um, yeah, so as I mentioned, Shepherd Bush beat uh, Finchley by 79 runs. George Collins and Andrew Wilson both sort of scored reasonable sort of amounts of runs in, in the context of the game because it was quite a low scoring game. And um, as we've spoken about in the past, they have, they have a squad of players who. Sort of, can all sort of come in and make impacts. And gentleman by the name of Howard Bywaters came in and scored 59. I mean, I don't think he's played the one's game this season at all. So it's not bad when you've got a guy that can come in and, and do that. And it was quite a quick 59 as well. And, and then in the second half, Finchley had a decent start, but then they sort of fell away. And Ali Easton took four. And then young Blofeld Jr., Henry Blofeld again, took three fifty-four. Mentioned for um, Finchley's Dalton Polias, who scored 36 and took four wickets. So there was sort of some bright spark in, in, the, in the Finch performance but as, as we mentioned it's, it's been a tough season so far and I can't see it getting easier for Finchley unfortunately at the moment in terms of where their season's going um, Northland Sex, as we mentioned also they're, so they're seven points off to leave so they're you know 
making a sort of uh, you know sort of surge up the table now. Again, it was a a day of legends at North Middlesex and Joel Hughes, and we've spoken about before. You know, probably the best team bowled in the league team for the last ten years or ten seasons. He's been injured this year, but he seems to be coming back to full fitness now. And yesterday proved that eight for twenty-five, Ouch. bowling that for sixty-four. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what a cricketer! Um, North Middlesex scored one seventy-seven, and again, you know, use the word legend. And Evan Flowers was a guy I've spoken about in the past, hit fifty-two. Reading Harry Stoke, I mean, probably one of the quickest bowlers in the league. Long, long run up, comes in once from, from the boundary some days, or from the um, sight screen, took 4.57. So, North Mid are uh, back on the winning trial again, which I'll be happy to see. And um, Tennyson also moved into full, full place now, beating their near rivals, Richmond, by seven wickets in the end. Richmond's innings was probably not too much to write about from their perspective. Alice Griffiths, 34, not out, was a sort of shining light. Um, Wickets for Alexander Pollock, 4 for 24, and James Keatley, 4 for 27. And then in return, Nick Pride, captain, hit 31, not out, and some big bombs from Abhishek Junjunwala with 47, saw them home quite easily. And the sort of game, again, sort of clubs who are quite close to each other in sort of geographical sort of sense. Hampstead and uh, Bronsbury, Bronsbury's season also doesn't get any better. Uh, defeat by four wickets to Hampstead. Um, they actually recovered from 93 eight for, for eight to get 236 all out. Um, and Nine Doshi, obviously, who's been leading their tackle season, took 447 in, in Hampton's innings, but wasn't enough as they suffered another defeat. And now they're actually 15 points off Hampstead, who are in eighth place. So it's going to be... I was going to ask you about that. You don't get uh, relegated at the beginning of July, but that's got to be a bit of a hammer blow, hasn't it? That the Bronsbury will have not wanted to have lose that game yesterday. Well, that's the game they, they're, probably, they're probably targeting certain games, aren't they, just, just in the next few weeks? Can we get points in these games? And that's probably one they would have sort of looked upon and thought, OK, this is something we can hopefully get some, you know, some points from. Yeah. But unfortunately, it wasn't the it case. Doesn't. So yeah. they've got North Middlesex next, next week as well, which obviously will not be easy. Well, I see Hampstead have got and Finchley as well. And I'm, I'm thinking if, Finch, if Finchley going to have any chance of, of, of saving themselves then... They definitely don't want to be on the wrong side of a draw, at least. They, they could really do with the, the 10 yeah. or 12 points, wouldn't they? I'm saying lose that. They're, they're, they'll be sort of 30 points yeah. almost off from, from the eighth place, which is, you, you know, you have to win at least yeah. six, seven of your last eight games to stay up, which is going to be a big call. Absolutely. Well, just looking at the table, it still, it still seems quite wide open there. Um, oh, Ealing, we're on 46 points, and Ealing are all is one of the bigger sides, aren't they? And you expect yeah. them to come back strong second half of the season so it seems like anything could happen in that league, especially with Crouch End uh, result yeah I think even with had injuries for, I mean looks at their side yesterday was nowhere near the normal ones they would be putting out they had a couple of debutants I think playing or one at least one debutant, debutant playing yeah, they've, they've had I mean it seems to be like a case around most clubs lots of players just availability we mentioned this last week well, it's injuries as well it's coming. really dipped doesn't it across the league but looks yeah. yeah and we, we beat their yeah. twos yesterday think, and that, that doesn't normally happen so yeah no but yeah, I think, I think they're just suffering from injuries and maybe lack of availability. You know, on their day when they've got their best level now, they're, they're a match for anyone. But, um, you know, if you're missing three or four, it doesn't make a big difference in the Premier League. Yeah. And you know what cricket clubs are like, Hamza, right? Last night, I mean, I said that that defeat yesterday could well win Crouch End the league because it's, it's just a wake-up call. And I think, yeah, definitely. I think we beat North Middlesex in a, in a similar game. They didn't, they didn't get 49, they got a few more than that. In 2019, I remember talking to Joel at, at one point after that, and he said, yeah, that was like, hold on, but what the hell happened there? You know, and it was good for them. 
And it wouldn't surprise me if Craig Chen looked upon it like that. They were certainly very gracious afterwards and, and, and certainly took it on the chin and, and fair play to them. But the other point I was going to make was that, and of course, you can imagine what it's like, some of our guys, that we're mapping ways to get 19 points now. You know, the title's back up. Not Carlos. He, he, ain't, he ain't daft. Why not? He ain't daft. He, he knows that, that, that. But there's people in the pavilion, oh, yeah, no, we can, if, if we do that and if they lose here, and it's like, yeah. In sport, great. I still think around one twenty points is, is the target we're looking at. Is that at. what you reckon? Okay, one twenty. I think so. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, it needs. I mean, listen, I wouldn't rule anyone out from maybe, maybe from even from you guys upwards, but you have to go on a phenomenal run to sort of close them down. And I can't see crouching. You know, losing too many. So I ain't putting the mortgage on last week. Rest assured. Um, I, th- I think crouching. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you look. You look across the sides. You look across the sides. There's. A lot of match winners there. You look at, obviously, Brontbury, you mentioned Nyandoshi, you've got Monty yeah. at Twickenham, and then, obviously, the other teams are strong as it is. Uh, Richmond, obviously, got uh, Abhishek, Ginger, and all that. So, there's, there's lots of match winners. That's just some of the big names I mentioned. But even this, this team, these teams are full of match winners. So, I wouldn't rule anyone out yet. I, I, do, I do follow the Premier League closely um, and keep a keen interest in it. So, um, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't rule anyone out yet. Which has got to be good, really, in, in, in the great yeah. scheme of things, to have a competitive division. It's not, not really that good if one team runs away with it. And, and I, it's clearly not, not quite going to happen like that uh, this season either, which is, which is great. Yeah. Sound Division 1, what do we need to know about Division 1? Stanmore, just about keep going, right? They do. I mean, again, talking about availability and injuries, it looks at this side yesterday. No Travis Norris, um, no Grant Ryan Gold. Yeah, do we know where Travis Norris I'm surprised to see no, him. No, I'm not though. sure, actually. He's, uh, maybe is he the left, tall left-hander, is he? The one who's just come in? South African guy, yeah. yeah. Scored he's the only back who's been scoring yeah. a lot of runs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you can see team Tush back at six. I mean, he's a good cricketer. I'm not going to say he can't bat, but normally he's, he's sort of comes in seven, eight, yeah. maybe nine. But to see him coming at number six, obviously proved the correct decision because he, he was the one who got them home in a, in a, in a tight game against Enfield. Yeah. As we mentioned each week, Tony Sayers again was a... In the runs. Took his time a, this week, though, Sam. Uh, Just 47 balls for 54. Yeah. Maybe he's played the anchor role. 54 <laughs> he scored. Um, so, Sam, we got him by two weeks in, in low-scoring games. So, that's obviously something they're really, really happy about because they obviously had a bit the week before. And they, they've got now a 17-point lead over Hornsey, who are in third place. I mean, they had a day and a day to remember, especially after George. I mean, he's, he's you know, on his day, a very good bowler. Yesterday, he was having lots of fun. Highgate all out for 39 at one point, about eight for six. Eight for um, six. Oof. Eight for six. Oof, wow. You know, you're looking at well, what's the low score ever? Uh, I know we discussed it earlier on as well in the, in the pods in a few weeks ago. Um, so I'll finish seven for twenty-two. Hornsey posted over two hundred runs for Harry Bunis and Jack Goldberg. So that's obviously got them thinking. Okay, we can make a sort of late charge towards promotion action. And are you know more about this game, Dan? You've got some information on this game, a bit of a dramatic last over against Osterley. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it was, it sounds like a fascinating game of cricket. Um, but basically, Osterley scored uh, 206 and um, Acton were, were never really likely to, to get it, but they were very much thinking about the winning draw. And the winning draw was, was on the cards and that they ultimately needed six off the last over for the winning draw. Then they needed four off the last three balls. And so he all cared the captain was in and, and he, he batted pretty well by all accounts. Um, and he sort of goes big and goes out. Uh, big goes big and goes home. So, so he, he's dismissed. Um, Alex Brennan's then run out the next ball, which sounded like a bit of a mess. Um, but it was nothing compared to the mess that happened on, on what was ultimately the last ball of the game. Because the last pair were in, they took a single um, and um, 
you know, James Kendall was in and, and in Sir Hill's words, when I spoke to him earlier, he said he settled down for a cup of tea and, and you know, to enjoy the point that they've had to end up with because they haven't got the winning draw. But the number 11, Ross Miller, was all cup, he's back to the second. He, he's racing down. And of course, that's carnage-tastic and, and he's run out. So not only do they not get the four points or the one point, but they're all out. So they're lost. Um, so they went uh, from four points to one point to no points within three balls. So, um, yeah, dramatic end and one I think that may take a bit of time for the Acton boys to, to get over. They will get over it because they're a solid unit who, who play really good cricket. But, yeah, the type of, um, type of victory that if you're Osterley, um, you know, you're going to be over, over the world, uh, over the moon with that. And I spoke to uh, their, their skipper earlier today and he, he was saying they didn't really expect to win until it happened. Um, and you know th- those sort of victories are always good, and always ones to to enjoy. Yeah, big big win for Osley. We were uh, we were there last Sunday for the MDL game. Oh, yeah. speaking to yeah. some of their first teamers, and I think the main they're looking at survival this year, and I think that's a that's that's a big that's a massive win for them. Acton were were doing really well. Um, play we we actually played both Acton and Hornsey pre season. Um, yeah. Um, and both, we were very, very impressed with both of them. Um, well, Hornsey's bowling, particularly Arthur George when he gets it right, Jack Bruce, that's a good bowling attack. That's a seriously yeah, quick yeah. bowling attack. Yeah, yeah. And we were saying that we got 250 against Hornsey pre-season and Arthur George and Jack Bruce opened the bowling and we said wow. our openers done well to get get through them, but there will be days they will just run through teams. Uh, they will just run through teams, especially Arthur George. And you can see that he's got, he's got, he's got the ability to do that. Yep. And he showed, fact, I think he showed that I... yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, I think Sal picked up on that very score when you got 250 against Hornsey in one of our pods before the season started and said, Wickham out, yeah. if they're scoring 250 against that attack, yeah. keep an eye on them. So, so, so we, we noticed that too. But, I mean, uh, Zafir Butt from Osterley, he was, he, was, he was very realistic about it. He said it was one of those games that came to us, really, and we're, we're over the moon with it. And sometimes, sometimes it goes that way, doesn't it? Yeah, an unfortunate fact, then. Unfortunate fact, then. Yes. I think yeah, there's... there's... I wouldn't say they're out of it at all. I wouldn't say they're out of it at all. We played, like we said, played them pre-season. They look like a strong unit. Uh, didn't didn't have any big like superstar players. It's just a very team, very all-round team performance, which was which was good to see. And a great bunch of guys as well, led by uh, Sahil, was a great great skip and great guy as well off the field. Yeah. Well, I think I think they're not out of it, but you're right. There is 14 points now, Sal, isn't there? Between Hornsey and Acton, who've both got 51. And Harris St Mary's have yeah. got 65. And as always happens, next week, what's the fixtures? It's Hornsey v Harris St Mary's. So, oh, very interesting to see how, how that one goes. Because if Hornsey can carry on, then uh, the, the cat is formally back amongst the pigeons again there. Yeah. Is, but I mean, they're going to have to deal with Ty, um, sorry, not Kazmi, who plays for yeah. Harris St Mary's, who had another great game yesterday, six wickets, and Fulton's not out. And he's obviously the man they'll be looking to sort of get out early and how they play when they bat against him. Because he's a very... Wiley Spinner, who still performs very well at, the, at almost the highest level, you could say. But yeah, it's going to be an interesting clash. I mean, I think we mentioned when we didn't get mentioned last week, they, um, a guy called Rishank um, Dalau hit 77 not out in their um, game against Brent from me. I think he got some runs last week as well, so apologies for not giving that a shout out for that. But yeah, um, when they again are sort of near that sort of area where they're probably looking over your shoulder, um, eighth in the table. They seem to perform pretty well, but don't really, um, haven't been got a run of wins going yet which I think they'd like to do and if they can do that obviously they'll move up the table so yeah. um, it's, it's it's quite tight down the bottom I yeah. think that's probably one of the tightest ones where I mean again as you mentioned it could be one of those where a couple of wins and you fight the table yeah. but obviously a couple of defeats and you are I'm sort of looking over your shoulder yeah. well I think the skipper Sharon got involved very well yesterday I spoke to um, Sasha Selveratnam from Winchmore Hill and he said yeah he came on and bowled bowled well at the, the key time and that, that stopped the hill 
you know, winning the game ultimately. So I think that's quite good when you when you can come on and make an impact as captain as well. That, 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 that's quite a nice statement to, to make. And I, I've got a feeling Wembley are going to be all right, to be honest, Sal. I think, I think they've got a bit about them and, and they, they've got a bit of runs at the top of the order and, and they seem to, to, to relish a challenge almost. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit more worried for Highgate. High, Highgate seems to be very up and down. Um, you, you know them better than me, but um, is that your view on it? Yeah, I think and and you you just actually were on Pizer too, then been stalwart of the club for years. And I think you just I think what they've sent, what they've got at the moment is the two that are playing in the Premier League and doing really well yeah. think they're in second place. They've got a lot of good sort of players who can sort of fluctuate between the teams, between the ones and the twos, and maybe lacking real standout quality in their first eleven. Um so you've probably got players you can go in between the two sides and perform reasonably well but no one actually sort of stands out. Um, they've had they've lost a few players over the last sort of couple of seasons, which obviously has affected them as well. Um, so I think yeah, things are not easy for them at the moment. Um, but I'm sure they'll you know they'll be trying to find a way to absolutely to get back. Yeah, and, yeah, still and, still half yeah. a season to go after all. Still. Although next week's not easy because they're away at Acton. So mm. as you said, there's no easy games really, is there? In, in all the divisions. Very true. So that that won't be um, something that you know that they can take lightly in any way at all. Absolutely, and particularly with Acton losing yesterday, they'll, they'll be um, you know, looking to get back on the horse pretty quickly, won't they? So, Guys, all good. We'll have a few quick words from our sponsor. Looking for a new cricket equipment partner for yourself or your club can sometimes be tricky. With so many options to choose from, how do you make the right choice? When you want quality, value and service, there really is only one place to start. For more than a decade, Woodstock Cricket have been producing award-winning, high-performance cricket bats from their Shropshire workshop. Matched with their classy soft goods, luggage and accessories, Woodstock Cricket really do tick all the boxes. Get in touch with Woodstock Cricket and find out why many loyal clubs, players and international customers can't be wrong at info at woodstockcricket.co.uk. Okay, now on to the big division for this week's podcast. We've got, we've got uh, reps from North London and Wickham House with, it, so, so, with us here. So let, let's get down to business. Um, Sal, your guys march on, right? Another victory? Still top of the league? We do. And I've, I've been told to be more positive from the boys in, in the team. Listen, I'm moaning too much. So <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to... Put... That's what it is. You're spending too much time with me. That's, that's why the moaning's coming out. I'm not sure about that. I'm just, yeah. So I'm going to be more positive now. So yeah, what a great win yesterday against Barnes. Um, and actually, our batsman showed up, which is you know something we say in all season. So you know we we posted a total which was going to be challenging. Um, good to see um, and Sam Barden back in the runs. So scored 15 and Skip Brown O'Shea and Will Jones both at 40. So I mean, although we did, we did sort of fall away at the end slightly, but again, I mean Barnes bowled over so quickly. They bowled 50 for hours. Um, or might be going to 54 at a rapid rate. Oh, okay. um, talking to Alex Scott, their captain, during the game, and he was saying that's their tactic, just you know, try and get through as many as ever they can. Actually, backfired on them in, in the end because they they would have given them back. Sorry, we would have given back 56 to them if we if the game went to the end, but we managed to bowl them out with four, four or five to go. It actually, wasn't our seamers at the top Will and Freddie who did the main damage. It was James Blackcock. He's a he's a good cricketer. He's been at the club for a few years now. Um, he's Sort of in and out again, one and the two. But on his day, he's, you know, he's a very decent bowler. And, and he took five yesterday and some big wickets as well, like the captain Alex Scott. And they had two guys who were back pretty well at one point when they reached, um, sort of, I think, 60... Oh, it was squad for the much yet. Sorry about that. Apologies. Um, they managed to get to, I think, 80 for two at one point. Oh, okay. And then sort of fell away. 
yeah, um, so what's the take fell on away. In... What was the word? Because Barnes are like mid-table, aren't they? They're 47 points. They're, they're certainly looking up as much as they're looking down. Are they what, to keep an eye on while I've got, I'm sure Bayham can come in a minute about as well. What they do actually do is they've got players who, which you don't really find in Div 3, especially look at some of the sides, who play sort of proper cricket in terms of when they bat. Mm. No, they're not going to be your sort of like gung-ho, swinging hard at the ball from ball one, actually like put together innings in terms of, you know, running quick singles, putting bad balls away. So they're quite sort of conventional, almost like batting like as a division one or the Premier Division batsman would bat, um, not taking big risks, just waiting for the bad ball. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've seen him, but yeah. But, yeah. No, I'll tell you point. Yeah, I'll tell you point. No, I'll, I'll, totally yeah, back you, I'll totally back you up on that. We played them last week. Uh, we had them about 80 for five, and um, it was um, the number, I think it was number eight and nine that came in. Um, but it was a Barry. Barry was one of them, and uh, he came in, got 60 or not out. Um, <laughs> and just showed, like you said, proper batting. Not No, no major risk, just knocking it around. It took him from 80 for five to 220, which... Was even below par on that, but unfortunately, we we crumbled. Went from hundred twenty for three. Alex Scott came on and bowled his leggies and googlies, done his magic, and had us bowled up for a one thirty odd. Um, but yeah, Barnes is it's and Barnes are an interesting team. I think and they've got some yeah. good cricketers, good all round cricketers, good depth in the side as well. So it'd be a definite team to watch yeah. out for. I mean, you mentioned he had two his I mean, bowls at SA, so both guys who opened the bowl for Barnes weren't available. So Alex was saying that. On that front, they sort of slightly depleted. But I mean, look at the side of state. I said they they play proper cricket. You know, the guys I saw batting in the top order will look like proper batsmen. So, you know, if they can get um, on some sort of decent tracks and sort of get some sort of, you know, a post a, a total, they'll be a hard side to sort of take on and defeat. But as I said, you know, and also the bowl over so quickly, it's like in the end, it would have been 110 over a game if it went the distance, yeah. so, which is quite rare, you know, in that, in that level. But yeah, so yeah. Please at North London, good win, 81 points, 26 ahead of the third place with Southgate. Um, you know, that's again, if I'm doing my maths right, I think if I'm being honest, I think four wins could, yeah. could be enough. Yeah. 120 points, yeah. you know. I think with um, Will Jones and Freddie Izzard opening the bowling in time games, it's it's North London looked like a tough team to get, get past. Um, sort of looked at a scorecard yesterday and I was like, Oh, Jonesy only took three. He's so used to seeing five or seven next to his name, and it was interesting that it wasn't Freddie or Jonesy that did the damage yesterday. Jonesy was moaning like anything, though. As soon as I got there, he really told my, my one of my friends, Alistair Hart, who's uh, one of the club members for years, he was saying to him, the wicket's dead. And we were thinking, really? Because when I got there, he bowled a ball which carried through to the keeper at almost chest height. So I think Will does like um, Bowlers, wickets that. Bowlers, yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. And also, Bob, Bob Baxter was umpiring the game and said he was very confident, you know, he thought the wicket was a really good wicket considering the rain that we had in some scores in the local area, you know, um, he thought the grounds around Andy Bennett produced a very good wicket, so yeah. I think Will just likes to moan, you know, he's, he's, he's a good cricket, a great guy, just chill out a bit, Will. Yeah, all good, all good. I mean, I, before we get to, to Wickham House, I noticed that um, uh, Middlesex Titans yesterday beat Harrow and they beat them convincingly. They beat them by nine wickets, and I mean you, that's a great result for us. Yeah, you yeah, guys know the division Harrow. better than me, but that that's not a result I'd have called. I mean, Harrow have been doing well, haven't they? And also on that, on that sort of on, at their ground, Tam was also Titans. Apologies for that. Um, you know, you sort of think something like between one thirty and one fifty is normally around sort of par. Reasonably competitive. It's not the easy wicket to bat on, but Titans obviously had something in their breakfast that day because they came out flying and 
got their runs under 18 overs. So that's a massive, yeah. massive shock. Um, yeah. And well done to them. What do you make out of Hamza? You've obviously um, played both these teams. Yeah, well, um, I said to Sahil after, in the league report after we played them, they are, are going to be a very tough team to be at home. Um, they know their yeah. ground. They know how to play on their on their pitch. Um, and we they scored 125 um, against us. And we knew that would be difficult, difficult to chase on that pitch. It, it rained the night before. The track had not been covered. Um, so it would have been a difficult 125, I thought was a good total. And we chased it nine down in with one over Ooh. to go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it was just, a, it was thanks to save Kazim. He got 22 of 90 balls, which saved us. But um, yeah, there, there will definitely be a difficult side to beat. Um, I'm surprised to see they won by nine wickets. So yeah, something must have been in the breakfast that day. Interesting. Well, yeah. And it certainly helps you guys out, doesn't it? Both Wickham House and North London, because Harrow are yeah. one of the sides that. That, that are pushing north. I mean, and for you guys, I guess a bit of a frustrating day yesterday, Hamza, right? Because you certainly had the better of the game against Uxbridge, but couldn't quite eke out the last um, last few wickets, right? Yeah, yeah, it was disappointing. Is um, Alan Skipper from North London? Uh, we've shared a few conversations and shared our sorrows of our batting this year. That it's not quite going to plan, um, and finally did. We got two thirty, um, and. They say old is gold. Well, not so old, but Carl Burdett, experience, his experience Carl showed. Burdett. Yeah, great. He's, he's been around for many years and yeah. fantastic. He's opened the batting, got 40 against Barnes last week and yesterday batted through the innings, got 136 not out. Uh, and what a fantastic wow. innings it was. Um, he showed our young side. We, we've got a very young squad, young side. Nine, nine out of 11 of our players are under 27. Um, and out of, those, out of those nine, six are under 22. So he's got a very young side. So... Having someone like Carl Burdett in there, um, having that experience in there at the other end to bat through the innings, it's, it's, it was amazing. It was amazing. So, yeah, we've got, we've, got, we've got the runs on the board. Declared early, declared at 47. I think it'll be enough. Um, and, yeah, I think we saw after the first couple of overs that Uxbridge weren't going to quite go for the win. Um, mm. And I guess, like I mentioned, didn't, the, the new pitch or the new ground, as we call it, didn't work in our favour. It's not much to offer to the bowlers um you really have to put your back into it um and it's if you want if you decide to just block you out it's quite easy to do so um and so at what point did they go for that then Hamza? did they block out more or less than the, the start not that i'm criticizing yeah, that yeah. sometimes you have to yeah i think i think there were six off six overs six for none off six ah. overs and so yeah i think it was quite evident from early on so we bought we had a very attacking field for most of the game um and then it was interesting because we had we got a couple we got two uh, by the 15th over. The new ball went into the bushes and unfortunately the spears we had weren't as great. So on a pitch like that, we, every every little helps. Um, and this was the interesting part. So we had them, I think, 30 for two, maybe, um, all the way till the 37th over. And interesting enough, one of our, uh, well, three of our Colts who were just hanging around the boundary found the ball, went for a little hunt, found the, found the ball. And it suddenly went from 80 for, 80 for two to, I think, they were about 90 for seven. It just, it was just, it was just a big, big collapse there. Um, well, we, and Ish, Ishan Koshal, who's our, who's our young Middlesex Academy bowler, he bowled a fantastic second spell. Unfortunately, he was only allowed to bowl 10 overs, um, as he had been advised by Middlesex. And that kind of, yeah, that kind of uh, stalled our plans a bit. They had a partnership, their 10th wicket partnership, went well we had the mate down or we had the mate down or so and yeah it was yeah. unfortunately we couldn't get through the line a few decisions that I think could have gone our way but that's cricket for you hey? there you go um, yeah. Yeah, yeah disappointed not to get the 12 points but 
I think all around as a team, the fight we showed, um, the youngsters, what we showed as a, from all the way from the beginning of the game as a batting unit, um, I'm, I was very proud of them. And um, I think there's a lot of positives to take into the second half of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I see Hampstead managed to win. They've had a rough, rough few weeks, um, you know, in a number of ways. And they had a good win against East Coast. And I fear a bit for East Coast guys. I mean, they're, they're, they're ninth now. Um, they're still by no means doomed. There's still, there's still, you know, reason to believe they can catch up with Indian Gym and, 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 and the Titans. But um, it's not looking great for them. What's your take on East Coast? Have you, you, you've come across them, I guess, this season? Any thoughts? Yeah, we played them earlier. We played them about three games ago, three weeks ago. We yeah. played them. Um, They've got a fantastic top four. Fantastic top four. Um, they've got Farid Butt, who's come new into the team, who's the wicketkeeper batsman. Harpal, uh, who's been around for years at East Coast. They've got Omar Anwar, who's, I think, back at the club after a few years, who played a fantastic knock against us. And then, obviously, the skipper in Hamza Kiyumi, I think, got 150-odd last week. Um, and they, got, they go quite hard. They, got, they come quite hard. And I think on their day, they will defeat many sides. They could defeat... I think on their day, East Coast can defeat any any of the teams in the league. Um, it's just about after that, I don't think they quite have the depth to to go through. Then once we got through the top four, um, it was just a matter of just getting the wickets and securing yeah. those 12 points. And it becomes a confidence thing after a while, doesn't it? Sometimes, you know, you, you can play reasonable cricket, but if you're used to losing, it sort of keeps happening time and time again. Yeah, just like if you're yeah. used to winning, and North London have shown this, you can defend 80, you know? Yeah, yeah. It becomes a habit. It becomes a habit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Talking of habits, Division 3 guys, um, Harrowtown have definitely got a habit. It's a, it's a nine-game, nine-win habit. They are, they are on a, a monstrously good roll. Was there anything you caught in, in Division 3 at all, Sal, there that we need to, that we need to think about? Harrowtown obviously very strong at the top. Yeah, no, obviously you mentioned the fact that they're, they're unbeaten and on, on a fantastic run at the moment. We didn't know in some games this, this, this weekend there was sort of contribution from one or two players and the rest of the team didn't do much at all. And that was um, quite evident when um, Harrowtown played in their fixture yesterday. Um, for, I think it was a Chiswick they played, wasn't it? Was, it was, yeah. 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 Um, so in their total 103 all out, one player, Rav Semi, scored 66 and I think nobody else got double figures. Another um, former no, Wickham House, another former Wickham House lad. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Production line keeps reducing them, Hamza. Um, yeah, so yeah, and, and uh, Christian Daniel took 7 for 34. I know you had quite a good view of that game, Dan, because obviously he was playing in Jason's yeah, picture at Harrowtown. Yeah. And um, I mean, I was, I, I'd sort of heard from a few folks that Harrowtown do, do, they go at it, they play a few shots, and um, they, they were four down relatively quickly, and they were certainly not, not going to die not knowing. That there were, you know, there were, there were balls that were flying off into the covers and were caught, you know, big shots. And I can see why. On a good day, that that will you'll, you'll steamroller people. You just score too many runs, and you score them really quickly. Um, but for a while yesterday, I thought I thought they might be going a bit too hard, to be honest. But but they squeaked up to 160, and 160 when you're winning games is a total that you you probably back yourself to defend. And and I never thought Chiswick were, were going to get it. I mean, Harrowtown, the bowling looked like it was it was doing the right thing. They fielded well, and it, they just looked like a a sign. They look like a club, to be honest. I mean, we mentioned they played the MCC last week. They're 100 years old this year. They're a club that's that's really trying to trying to improve itself. And and from what I can see, they're doing it. Um, and and we certainly enjoyed playing there yesterday uh, on the pitch next door. And and respect due to them, that the, the nine wins out of nine is not an accident. It's a club that's that's tried to tried to do the right thing. And you know, I, I'd be pretty surprised if if we don't see them in um, in Division Two next year. 
Um, oh, it'd be amazing if they, I mean, so amazing for them to go up this year in, in, their, in their centenary. Okay, it's a centenary. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 So that'd be great for them. I mean, just a quick mention these some of the Derby at Regent's Park, uh, Tower Hamlets fans, Stoke Newton, the first one for Tower Hamlets. So they're off to mark the season. So please for those guys. Uh, obviously, we know um, Shaquille has been on the podcast before. So I'm sure we'll be delighted that they've got first and beaten Stoke Newton in a close game by by three wickets. So they now can look at maybe a brighter second half of the season. I'm pretty yep. surprised with Tower Hamlets there. We played them in the cup last year and they seemed like a very talented unit. They they beat they actually beat us in the I think it was the semi finals. Um and they they seem like a obviously led by Shaquille. He's um and there's a lot of talented cricketers. Um so it's interesting to see them down there on the table. I think they have trouble with you know they've had trouble with the ground. And yeah. I, I think that has a knock-on effect if, if, you know, if you're not quite sure where you're playing and, and the long-term future of the club. I mean, lots of people won't have a clue, will they? You know what it's like, Hamza. People come and play and I could ask some of our boys which division we play in and I'm not sure they'd know. Um, but at the same time, I think there's a bit of uncertainty there, which, which I don't know, but I suspect has affected them a bit because we were a bit surprised. When we, the first part of the year, we, we, we came up with a few predictions and I don't think any of us expected to see Tower Hamlets where they are. So... Um, so yeah, um, but then again, they may be they may have turned the corner. They, they, they may be of, of their games. They've had nine games this year. Scheduled games. They've had three abandoned or called off or non results. So one third of your games are nothing's happened effectively. You know that could be a reason why yeah. they've not gotten a run. Just well, maybe not playing yeah. continuous cricket week in week out. Where are they playing the cricket now? Do we know what's happening? Um, I mean, it's just those games at Regent's Park. Yeah. But I'm not sure every game is at Regent, but I might be wrong. But I I know that that there are question marks about whether they can play every game at at home. That may have been ironed out, but it's it's been one of the ongoing challenges. And and, and Middlesex is trying to help these guys get a yeah. get a ground yeah. in their part of London, and that's not easy. Yeah. You know, yeah. as you know, our twos have got them next week, and I think we're still not sure where we're playing yet. So ah, there you go. Uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting. Rest in case, Malud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I feel for him. I mean, you know, real estate in that in that hood is going to be, you know, goodness knows how much that's going to cost. So, so it's not easy. But, um, but you know, fingers crossed they can they they can pull through with it. Division four, Sal, London Tigers, tootling on forward as ever. Yeah, the, the Harrowtown vibe must be kicking on to some of their exploits from Harrowtown because twenty two points clear now, beating Pinner Challengers by fifty five runs. Uh, it was there, Mohammed, who we mentioned again, you know, in the previous podcast, a very good cricketer, probably playing more below his level that he can play at. Yep. Scored 62. Our main man, Sammy Hyder. Yep. He got not, not out batting at number 10. There's no stats for him in terms of how many balls he might have faced, but um, so we can't really elaborate on that. And then the guy called Mamtaz Ali, who's taken now three, five for wicket halls this year, wow. took five for 14 as they, as they defeated. In a bottom out of seventy-five. Yeah, if you look at their stats, they don't, they don't score masses of runs uh, really, but they they do bowl teams out. So that's always going to win your games if you if the oppo can't score any runs. Sorry, Hamza. Interestingly enough, we uh, I was at Wickham House all day because our, our MDL side were playing London Tigers, um, and they definitely seemed like they had some talented cricketers about. Um, there's there's a couple of there's a one young off spinner who done really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a, there was another batsman who opened up and done done really well. But they seem like seem like a good bunch of lads. I think they still um, still there's still some pods developments they need some structures. They are they they know they're well aware of and um, they need to improve on. But in general, I think they're heading in the right direction. Well, certainly their ground has been been overhauled in the last few years. It's the old yeah. title cricket club and um, yeah. and 
uh, and I believe, I mean, I'm going to go and play that later in the season. We've got a 13-game schedule for there. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I hear it's a, it's a really good facility. So, I mean, I did think you were going to say that Sammy Hyder turned out for the MDL side then. But, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he did, but, yeah. No, I, I, I can't quite imagine it. But uh, <laughs> I won't put anything past him. Um, but, yeah, so they're, they're, they're doing really well with the, the Tigers. And they, they are absolutely nailed on uh, for promotion, unless they have a, a, a catastrophic collapse. Um, at the bottom... Um, again, you know, North Atlanta Lions and, and North London Muslims, they're 11 points and 10 points respectively. And they're, they're now two sides, I mean, looking across all the divisions, that are frequently saying, you know, it's not over yet, there's plenty of games to go. And it's still the case here, but they're, they're now 22 points behind eighth pace pinner challengers. And, and 22 points when you're not winning many games strikes me as quite, quite a lot. So I think Lanka Lions and North London Muslims, they're up against it there. It's going to be a, going to be a tough one for them to to get out. I don't know if you know either of those outfits, um, Hamza. I don't know them very well, I'll be honest. No, no, unfortunately I don't. Um, it's just, I'm just coming back into the league so I've not, not ever played against them or know much of them. No. No, we're following from afar, as we are with, with most of the sides who are coming from the Championship. Yeah. We're really interested to hear more about these teams. So if you're listening and you're, you're from the sides that we name-check or the sides we don't name-check, talk to us. The more information we get, the more that we can uh, bang on about it. Um, Div 5, Sal, K-plus still going strong? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're still uh, in a good position in, in the table, 73 points. They've got a, a, a good or comprehensive win against uh, Tamil United. Doesn't get better than 150, 100, <coughs> excuse me, 150, 150 runs. Yeah. Um, the side I've mentioned in the past, New Capetonian, we know Paul Affley plays there. One of the other guys who's we've been around them, I'm sure Hamza's played against him, but he's a good cricketer. Vince, Vince Farley scored 76 and then took 6 for 20. Vince Farley. They bowled Peshawar after 73. Yeah. Yeah. Southampton, yeah, we've you know, played in the ones for quite a few years. Can put the ball through at a decent pace and obviously when he bats, it doesn't hang around either. So they're, they're sort of making a sort of a progression at the table now into third place, 14 points off Norfolk Park, who are in second. So that's an interesting um, division and how it's developing there. Yep. Well, I was, as always, kept an eye on Swami Vapa because they, they've mastered the art of, of not getting any points from games, but getting pretty damn close to getting points from games. And obviously, they did pretty much the same again this weekend. Um, they got two um, from a losing draw, um, which, you know, it's, it's not that bad. It takes them up to eight. Um, but I, I feel a bit for, the, for these guys because the, the, it was, the tail of the tape was a familiar one. They played Kensington Chelsea and it was 149. Um, off 38 overs versus 135 for nine off 36. Mm. So, uh, you know, that's a close game of cricket, but they've had so many close games and, and they're, now, they're now 30 points behind Ealing Three Bridges, who, who are eight. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Somi Bopper have done pretty well to keep getting close, but um, 30 points a long way. So, I think they, they may be struggling to, to stay in Division 5 next year, but they're not, they're not going down without a fight and fair play to, to them for that. Div 6, Victoria Park's down top, Sal. Um, they, they beat Willow Leather, right? Yeah, by four wickets. It was quite quite a close game. Oh, in the end, two one four played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely two one four played two one eight for six. So um, the, the the good performance from Victoria Park, um, and also a, a good win for South Harrow, who are now off the bottom, beating Kingsbury Construction by six wickets. Yep. With a good knock from Azad Saeed, who scored seventy four not out to win the game for his team. Yep. So always good to the soldiers for those guys to win a game and then uh, come off come off the bottom of the table. So well done to. Um, to, to St. Harry. Now, no games in Division 7 this week, only uh, four teams in Division 7, so uh, they will have the odd week when there's no games. This was one of them. Um, brings us to our, our, our sort of general round of highest score. Sal, did you pick up on that one? Who, who got the most runs of anyone this, this week? Individually or in terms of teams? In terms of teams, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, so it seemed the two, eight, three for eight high school, and the ones was a uh, AP Alexandra Park West North London Muslims. Uh, well, you mentioned uh, Highgate obviously scoring thirty nine against Hornsey, and but there was one lower than that, which was uh, Kensington Chelsea third level and all that for thirty against Chiswick um, with a young with a bowler called Freddie Point, say five fourteen. I'll quickly give us a mention now before I move on to your to your digging of the day award. Yep. Um, the opposite to that was Harry Riley, who plays in our third eleven. Um, for North London, Paddy's coach yesterday we was chasing one eighty nine. He got one hundred forty five not out of them. So well done, Harry. One hundred forty five not out. Wow, wow, wow. That's impressive stuff. Um, Hams, I generally ask people when when they come on about high score and low scores. What's the high score you've ever been involved in? Can you have you got a number off the top of your head in terms of a team? Ah. Has, has any Wickham outside got sort of you know three twenty, three thirty, three forty, or even something? Oh, well, more oh, well we got we 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 played in Jim Connor earlier on the first game of the season. Oh, it's the second one. First one was abandoned, and I think we finished up on about three oh three. That's the highest yeah. we've had. Uh, highest we've had this season. And, um, yeah, in terms of league, that's I think that's the highest we've had um, this season. Yeah, luckily not yeah. not too many low scores yet that we can remember, but it's still a long season ahead. Yeah. <laughs> And what about lower scores? And not just this season. Have you had any? I mean, everybody in their cricket career has got one of those skeletons in their closet. You know, one of those days where you know it's like forty-five all out or something. Is there any, anything that occurs to you there? Yeah, um, yeah. When when I was at Loughborough, I was playing in in the Leicester Premier League uh, there, right. and um, remember we had a day we we got bowled out for forty odd, and it's just one of those days. It just seems like everyone rather yeah. playing a bad shot and getting a view view of a ball. Yeah, yeah. It does happen, doesn't it? it does happen. Yeah. Yeah, um, the digging of the day award. Now, of course, in time cricket, you, we can we can see a bit of this digging in. And um, <laughs> actually, we mentioned Simon Tanner last week uh, from from Crouch End, who batted for Crouch End fives, and he, he opened the batting and was four of seventy nine balls, which I thought was a, a pretty impressive bit of digging in. Well, um, Crouch End are involved in what I reckon was probably the digging of the day this this time round, but they were on the other end, and it was Crouch End fours this time. In um, I think it's Division Four A. Crouchen Ford scored two fifty nine for seven, of forty six. And Harrison Mary's uh, fours were they're, they're struggling a bit at the bottom of the table. And I, I'm not quite sure when they gave up, but let's just say it was pretty quickly. Ninety two for nine of forty four, which I thought was um, was was a sound bit of digging in as well. I, I don't think there was any one individual who batted forever there but as a team scoring at little more than two and over for 44 overs that 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 wins today's um dig in of the day award unless you saw a better one sal i don't know if you picked up any no no no. i think you've, you've got it spot on there mate. yeah yeah no, definitely a good effort yep um depends which side looking at i suppose yeah. yeah well if you're not going to win in time cricket don't lose you know and if you if you really are being outclassed then you've got no other option really have you you know you can't suddenly start reverse hitting everything it's just not going to work so um so i get it <laughs> i get it in terms of the wins, Sal, we'll do that one next. We've got, still got our two sides with nine out of nine, right? We do. Both teams they keep obviously need, yeah, they keep going. And, and well, it's a great achievement, you know, halfway through the season. And they've both won all their games. Um, first team, obviously, Harrow mentioned, and Crouch and third 11 um, had a better day than their first team as yeah. they recorded another win. So, yeah, yeah. So we're now going to week 10. Yeah, they've played See, nine, one, nine. Who will buckle first? Yep, Crouchen won by nine wickets against Hampstead Fives. Uh, Crouchen threes they haven't been beaten since 2019, so they are that uh, they are going pretty well. Worth noting, Harrow Town are not just played nine one nine. I think I think I'm right in saying all of their time games um, they're back first, sort of bold sides out to win the game, which wow. is, is even more, 
it is impressive. And I saw it yesterday. They, yeah. they, 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 play, they play aggressive cricket. They're, they're up for it. So respect due to them. One last thing I wanted to throw in, folks. I just saw an odd... Well, I heard of an odd dismissal yesterday. Um, Harrow 3's played Twickenham 5s, and one of the Harrow 3's batsmen was out obstructing the field. Um, that's the first one I've come across this year. Um, don't know if any of our listeners have, have heard of any obstructing the fields. And, and, and the story was pretty much what you might expect. The ball went out towards mid-on, and the, the guy from the, the non-striker is racing down, I think racing in inverted commas, um, takes a look mm-hmm. at the ball where it is and puts his bat out to stop the balls. It's going towards the stumps. I don't think it was crystal clear he'd been run out, but he might have been. Um, our guys appealed. Umpire had no hesitation out obstructing the field. Um, have you ever seen an obstructing the field before, Sal? I haven't. I haven't played in a game where that's happened. Mm. No, not at all. No, no. Oh. It's definitely your first... Hamza? First time I've heard about that. No, that's... No, no. never come across that. I think every, every time that oh, such an incident occurred, it's always kind of... Calm, calm down and revoked or not, not gone through with it. So it's the first time I've yeah. seen that. Well, on the one hand, I've got, I think West Harrow 3s were, were, were absolutely down the line with it. They said, look, you know, the laws of the game, you can't stop the ball from hitting the stumps. You know, it, it, if it might run you out, it's just obstructing the field. So the umpire was very clear, look, mate, I'm sorry, but you're, you're going to have to go. And um, I think respect due to them for that. You know, the laws are what they are. And I don't know whether the guy actually realised he was obstructing the field. I don't think he really put two and two together, but out he went. So yeah. uh, if anyone's heard of any odd dismissals, I'm, I'm looking for a timed out, really. I've never come across in club cricket anyone has been timed out, but someone somewhere must have been, surely. Um, Sal, anything else? What else has been going on? Just some um, small sort of snippets of cup news. Uh, today was the... Uh, Sort of not going to say replay, but rearranged uh, stage of the T20 for Middlesex. Um, Brunswick beat Stanmore in the quarterfinal, and actually no, no, so it was a semi-final. Yeah, semi, yeah, semi-final, and then they played Ealing in the final. Ealing was too strong, winning by 21 runs against Brunswick. Okay. Uh, I mean, at one point Brunswick had half a chance. I know they had Ealing like I think 118 for two, two overs to go, and then it went really bad from there. I think Ealing got one five eight, so the last two was almost forty runs, mm. which probably put the game out there. Really. So Ealing will now well, go and yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if you're looking at chasing maybe one thirty, one thirty five, and then that becomes yeah. almost one sixteen space two overs. It's going and do you not think if, if the last two overs have gone for three runs each and they end up with one fifty, it's a totally different world to the fact they've scored yeah. forty off the last two overs. It's just the whole vibe exactly. changes, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Milo Wilkin and Ben Graves both were having lots of fun at the end. So they'll, they'll now go into the, the regional stage. I'm not sure when that is. I think they tend to play the winners of the Essex, Hertfordshire. I'm not sure the other county is in like a final stage. So hopefully they'll have some bodies back. They'll be sort of stronger in their, in their selection and have some of their guys who, who you know, obviously played in this competition in, in the years gone by and yep. see as far, far they can go. And, and can the conference Way, cup. Waybridge at some point soon, do they? In the that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, I think that's scheduled for the 18th of July. I know... Um, Talking to Matty Watson the other day, he's actually umpiring that game, so um, he'll he'll be uh, also representing the, the league as well. Yeah. Obviously, not representing the league, but he'll be there in, sort of in his umpiring capacity. So, it'd be good if people could try and get down and watch the game. Oh, and I'm then, afraid I'm out, Sam. I'm out, and it's a direct effect of this not national knockout because we are now going to play Twickenham Vets are playing East Molesey Vets uh, at East Molesey's ground, and of course, East Molesey lost to Weybridge. And it would have been East Molesley playing at home. So um, uh, I'm in a completely comparable fixture, standard-wise, to, to Ealing Weybridge. Yeah. Twickenham old men will be trundling out to play East Molesley. But I'll be following from afar. I've got no so idea where their ground is. Where is their ground, East Molesley? Oh, where right is next that? to the Thames. If you hit it far enough, you're in the river. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. not far. Okay. It's a lovely place yeah. to play. 
Yeah, just oh, going back to Ely, totally. I think I think that win can definitely, I think cup wins are very important. I think that could definitely yeah. get some momentum going into the league. I was lucky enough to, when I was at Loughborough, I played in the Leicester Premier League and I was lucky enough to win it in the final year I was there. Um, and it was a year we won the Premier League and the County Cup. Um, yeah. And it was the, the cup run kept us kept us going. Sometimes it was a matter of fact that some of the batsmen not in form on the on a Saturday get get into form on a Sunday, and it, it definitely helped playing against strong sides. And I think, yeah, I think Ealing obviously have the depth, have 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 the talent for it, and that might might trigger them off to have a good second half of the season in the league. I think you're a brave man yeah, to against Ealing in cups as well. Their yeah. record is so good. Yeah. Sorry, Sal. Amazing. Yeah. No, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, I think again, it, they know how to win these games, don't they? They've, they've got pedigree in. in the national T20 and the, the actual uh, the 40 over format. Um, so I definitely think if they can get, as I said, you know, close enough 11 out um, playing in those games, then they've got a very good chance. But it's that, it's that availability injuries. I think Christian's slightly concerned about the moment. But yeah, they've got a couple of weeks, hopefully, so the, the guys can get back to sort of some kind of fitness. But before we end quickly, and conference cup, um, we only have one side left in that, which is Stanmore. Ealing actually actually brought two elements out today. They put a side out who played against Sawston and Brabham. I think they're called in um, East Anglian EPL League. They're from strong club. They beat Ealing, sort of, sort of Ealing, sort of second eleven Sunday side. Just two sides and on then, a Sunday. I mean, yeah. every respect. You know, we find that really hard. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. especially as I said, when they're suffering with sort of injuries and availability. So well done. Yeah, and. Also, I mean, and Shenfield also went out to um, Malden Wanderers, I think it was today. Oh, so a strong club. Yeah, they've won the national. Yeah, before. and both sides. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Enfield had more or less well, quite a strong side out. You know, Tony Sayers playing a few others from the one. So, but they're they're out. So they're, we've only got Stanmore left in the competition now. Um, who will play? I think Hoddesdon in a week or two's time. So, I think Cup successful enough for for the MCCL clubs this year could be. A challenge, not on the cards, maybe. Yeah, definitely a challenge. Yeah, as I said, Ealing are flying the flag in two comps, and we've got Stanmore in, in the Conference Cup. Good stuff. We'll keep an eye on those, and as I really encourage people to go and have a look. I mean, I, as I said, probably won't be the, the Ealing uh, Weybridge game itself, but they're they're good occasion. A lot of people there watching usually as well. It, it's and I think it's always good to see to see people you recognise and people's names you know and people you you play in the same league as. Quite frankly, to you know go and see them, you know sort of representing the league on the, on the broader stage. So very best of luck to the guys when they when they set on the field with, with those fixtures. Folks, I think we're done. Lots of lots of stuff covered. Hamza, do you on, want to, do you want to finish note, this off? Yeah, if you don't mind me adding one thing on that note, talking about the broader stage, um, I'd like to say congratulations to Blake Cullen. Um, he's just been yeah. had a wild card pick for the 100. Um, he has, he's, right, he's, yeah. He's a Wickham House lad. He's playing at Twickenham now, um, yep. which is absolutely thrilled for him. Um, great, great bowler. He's come, he's come through the ranks, and I think he's a, he's a fantastic, fantastic kid. Um, and he's got, he's got a bright future ahead of him. So, um, I'm not sure if he's listening, but um, he, congratulations to him. And um, that's just sure that I'll be sending him the link now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone at the club is is very proud of him. Uh, very proud of him. Yeah, that no, was great. I came out this weekend, didn't it? He'd been given the wild card uh, or a wild card to, to go and get involved in hundred. Yeah. I hope he can make yeah. sense of it. I haven't really got to the bottom of how it's all actually going to work, but I suppose I will. Do you know when it starts? Yeah. It's a couple of weeks, isn't it? Uh, it's a couple of weeks. It's a couple of weeks. Um, uh, the reason I know that we're planning in um, end of July a club day and hope, hoping to have um, Adil Rashid down, who's a, who's a good oh. friend of mine, and 
also Phil De Freitas, who's um, who I was lucky enough what? to play around Wembley with. Lad. Yeah. yeah, he's a Wembley lad. He's um, he's head coach at London Schools, who I'm I'm involved with slightly. Um, and yeah, he's um, he's he's hopefully going to be popping down and having a club day. So it'd be good to if you can get Blake down as well. It'd be fantastic. It'd be great for the club um, and the direction direction we're he- heading in. And yeah, we've had a, we've had a great surge of Colts and senior member base. I think we've increased by about. 30% over the last year. Um, so we're, it's, it's, it's a great time for Wickham House. We're heading in the right direction, a great vision for the club. Um, um, and we've got the right people to do it. And we've, what we call, we actually feel like a family environment now. So fingers crossed. And I think big days like that, having people, England cricketers or pe- cricketers playing in 100 is so inspiring and it's motivational yeah. for the kids. Do you have a date for that term? The, the, the day that you Not yet. It? Not yet, hoping towards the end of July um, and hopefully we can sync it in with our Friday Colts day, uh, Colts session. So as you can imagine, it's it's difficult to try and get, sync all of them together. So oh, yes. still still oh, working yes. on it, but definitely definitely planning something. Definitely and whichever date you go for, there'll be some people who can't go. It's just a fact. Yeah. You can never get a date that everyone's happy with. Um, yeah. Guys, thanks very much for your input. Great stuff again. Um, we'll uh, reconvene no doubt sometime soon. Hamza, go well for the rest of the season. It's got, I think, Division Thank 2 is very much. Worth keeping an eye on. It's, it's a pretty open contest. And um, Sal, like yeah. we'll chat through things next week again, right? Definitely. Yeah, Hamza, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. It's been an absolute pleasure, lads. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for the time as well. Really appreciate it. Cheers, guys. See you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.